Beast Game podcast. Between the Beast Gang, there is a faction of the Beast Game that's really in the Star Wars. And the other faction, such as myself, is really into Star Trek. With that, there is a new season of Star Trek Picard, which last season was kind of BS. Boring BS at that. Yeah. The whole thing about last season was that there was an android that was found that was somehow related to data and a big overly complex thing with the Romulans, the Borg, and what ultimately becomes Commander Maddox, a Nguyen Sung descendant. And that's kind of like the whole arc of it. And then Picard gets some reanimated body. This season starts off with catching up with all the main characters. There's an attack in space. It is the Borg attacking the new Stargazer, the new iteration of the Stargazer. There's also some scenes that are intercut with Picard and his mother when he was younger. Mm -hmm. So when this ship is being attacked, the Borg queen that transports to the ship says, look up, which is one of the things that Picard's mother would tell Picard to look up at the sky and kind of dream. And then he's transported back to his villa but now Q is there and Q explains to him that because of some of Picard's decisions, he has ruined life, the whole entire galaxy. Keith, how do you feel about first couple episodes of Picard? I'm going to have to agree with a lot of the sentiment that's out. This is how it should have been. This should have been season one. Yeah. So I'm treating it like season one for me. The fact that they playing catch up with these other people i'm just pretending they don't exist they were basically forgettable anyway so yeah i mean it's basically picard and about five other people that really don't have any relevance to the show but other than patrick stewart is old you can't be in every scene (laughs) that's about it i think pretty much think that they need people of action to kind of run around and do the running and jumping and gunning and stuff yeah because you have one character that they're just the nonsensical over-talking character that exactly. also appears in Star Trek Discovery and I guess also appears in the Lower Decks and I really hate that Lower Decks show but go ahead. Yeah, I've seen that mess. I'm trying to like this stuff and just take it at face value mm-hmm. and not insert my own nostalgia. What I find nostalgic and the things I liked about Star Trek back in the day just irks the crap out of me. You got the dude I'm Rios sitting back on the bridge of the starship smoking a cigar. Something about that just rubbed me the wrong damn way. I'm yeah. just like, why the, Why are you doing that? It was an interview by Peter Jackson when he was talking about back in the day when he was dealing with the Lord of the Rings trilogy. We just wanted to take Tolkien's work and bring it to the screen. We didn't want to insert our own crap into it. That is my problem with every iteration of Star Trek today. They have inserted our present day bullshit into every inch of it. Star Trek has always been TOS, Next Generation, mm-hmm. D Space Nine, Voyager Enterprise, has always been about space politics, particularly last season. It just tried to do so many 2020 themes of things in it, and I just didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it because I want to say, weren't they like some disabled androids <laughs> in the last episode? Oh my God. <laughs> In terms of what I liked, I felt that this is the good start. What should have been what they did last season. They're trying to reset and get things back to a base where they can build off of. So I'm fine with that. I think they were a little heavy-handed with the foreshadowing about Picard's love life and shit. Yeah. The problem is, is that the guy's almost 100 years old. We mentioned his age multiple times. Yeah. He is almost 100 years old. The romance game, 
I'm sure he can sit down and have a nice companion to, to relax with. Patrick Stewart himself has a, a lovely young wife, but that age and you're that kind of venerated, you need to either A, hey, there actually is another Picard out there. He's actually got a grandson somewhere. Roll from that angle or... A lot of it stems from the TNG version of Picard where right. he was just a very reluctant sex figure. Casually find himself with somebody that mm-hmm. likes him. And it's just like, oh, well, I'm a Starfleet captain. I don't have time for relationships. And then he just haphazardly winds up in a relationship. That's yeah, and- Picard. But this one is just like, dude's almost 90. Pushing 100. So potentially hooking up with the Romulan. Pretty Romulan. You're like, yeah. oh, okay, I get it. And they conveniently killed off the Romulan's husband. Yeah. Grand point to show that we weren't really in love. It's an arranged marriage. And, uh, we love quickly. Like, and, first and time I've ever heard Ravelins having arranged marriages. Exactly. It was the first time I've ever heard of that. So it was really too much of a foreshadowing in that regard. They've only had 10 episodes in this season to, to tell their story. Tell the story about Picard and his latest adventure. If he happens to hook up with somebody, then he hooks up with somebody. If it leads to something else, then it leads to something else. Don't sit here and try and foreshadow an event that should be coming about or whatever. You don't need all that. I thought the conversation with Guinan was way too forced. Again, it was more nostalgia debate, I thought. The board coming along, I mean, I'm not going to sit there and gripe on 7 of 9, and I'm not going to go on all that mess. Fine. The first episode was a good starting episode. I appreciate the fact that, that Akiva Goldsman and the others, I think Kurtzman may have, they've yeah. actually taken to watching previous episodes of The Next Generation for some of their ideas. I appreciate them actually looking at the source material for once. Interesting where they're going with it. I'll have to reserve judgment, but I mean, I'll say it's right now. It's way better than the first season. Better than Discovery. I would say um, like the first two episodes of last season were okay because I'm like trying to figure out what was going on, and then once uh-huh. you figure out what's going on, it's like, yeah, this is BS. They kill a few. Why? I don't even understand. Also, just say even though they reintroduced the Borg in this, Picard is more than the Borg and yes. the Romulans. Yes. An avid person of ancient cultures, a historian, a poet, and those are other things that people should be able to tap into rather than Borg Romulans. And I will also say it's a little rough seeing Patrick Stewart and he's just. <gasps> yeah, his. Yeah. It is a little. <sighs> like he's just huffing through his lines. The man can act, he has acted for. Several decades, but it's just <laughs> as somebody that watches TNG fairly regularly, and obviously seeing his screen presence and his voice and the way his voice commands respect, regardless if it's if you see like outtakes in the show, his voice still commands respect. And it's just like, yeah, maybe this is a little too much. No, you haven't seen the second episode, but they start off some interesting premises. After Q kind of explains what happens, like why he's bad. That's all I can say. I need to see what happens in this third episode, which they're setting up some things, and I hope that they can bring it together. Because again, like I said, last season, first two episodes were okay. And then it was just like, hey, we got the band, Picard and his entourage. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah, I don't need to see all these backstories of the people because you don't have the TNG crew along so 
he's a strong enough character that he can do on his own. I mean, the man's a diplomat. He loves history. He loves architecture. I mean, he's archaeology is a passion of his. It doesn't need to be an action fest. This is where you can bring in the more cerebral stories and asking those questions because he's got the gravitas to pull off those questions. It was so many waste opportunities. Synthetics or a slave race thing was, I was like, no, no, no. You're in a timeline where you can get to the other side of the galaxy and go to another planet. Jump galaxies. <laughs> you know, not only that, there's no such thing as famine, hunger. There's yeah. no famine, some disease. But if you're out of work, you wake up one morning and you're like, I want to climb mountains. I want to climb every mountain that's in the Federation. You can do that. Board a ship, head on over there. There's no money. Yeah. You don't need money. Like, and then you got nice restaurant go. Just make a reservation. Exactly. Say, hey, I'm coming by. And today I'm looking at it, and you got seven or nine with this five-minute action sequence where she's fighting pirates. A hologram with what personality. So she's not in Federation space anymore? Why would you leave Federation space to do whatever? Oh, to help people? People need help inside the... Like, what, what are you doing? Join Starfleet. Oh, the people distrust the Borg. Like, no, they don't. They want to help them. This is the hopeful future. This is like none of our 21st century bullshit is in this time. It's not there. Gene Roddenberry's dream was that it was, this is what humans can do. You are beyond this petty stuff. When you have technology that can solve all of your problems, that it's not necessarily that how much wealth you have, how much resources you have. It is as if you come together, use compassion, reason, common sense, and good faith, you can achieve anything. This it is just like, oh yeah, we're going to have an action fight sequence. Let's have ace pirates try to steal something. Uh, whatever. But it's better than the last season. And I'm hopeful that they're starting to slowly get it. I can tell the way they kind of handle things with the whole diplomatic mission and them wanting to talk to the Borg and actually being excited about the idea for the Borg and that whole debate. So there is somebody there who knows and likes Star Trek, the voice of reason for these guys before they go off on their tangents. I would also just say... Particularly with that Borg attack, the relationship with the mother, some of that pulls from Discovery Season 2, Red Angel yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, the Red I, Angel stuff. Yeah, I think my other issue is that, obviously, Discovery has been doing whatever it feels like, whatever the writers decide to do. So jumping forward, yeah. jumping back in time, mirror universe, outside the mirror universe, present day, doesn't matter. Going back and forth through time, this is also doing the same thing again, or at least... This isn't necessarily a mirror universe, but it's jumping through yesterday's Enterprise version of yes. Star Trek. I don't know about under yeah. yeah, they're obviously pulling stuff from the Next Generation hat, and I'm fine with that. It was done well. Of course, they're gonna have a chase sequence and action sequence, and then they're gonna have like a funny humorous. We're interacting with the 20th century sequence. It's all gonna pop in, but that's yeah. Whatever, and right? I just hope it doesn't wind up being about whales. <laughs> oh god i'll yeah. be honest with you, i actually like the star trek four so <laughs> i thought it was entertaining one other thing in the note i just want to say first episode that maybe want to just gut punch somebody the whole domestic violence thing with picard's parents yeah no because I mean, first of all none of that was ever brought up in dude, yeah tng even Never. the episode with his brother it was really just about Picard, his father wanting a more traditional lifestyle for his family. Exactly. And his mother also kind of wanted the same thing, that she cooked and she took care of children. His father was out in the vineyard and stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like, hold on, like, what? what? No, no, we don't want this. We don't you know, want this. It, There's no point for all this. There's like, no point there for was, 
for people who don't remember, we learned about Picards and that they were a French family. Yeah. They were, their family yeah. went back generations. Yeah, I think that was like the journey. They won. Yeah, I think that was the yeah, journey. They, yeah, exactly. They, they made wine and it Picard family since back in the 1800s. You get these flashbacks to where he sees visions of his mother. But it's counterpointed by the fact that there was abuse in the household. No, no, no. And I think I'm ready to mention this to you. It's just like, there's a lot of contempt for things that have been successful that people today didn't create. Which is why you see all these different bends on stuff, whether it be race, gender, or now you have to have some psychological trauma or something. I'm like, no, we don't need it. We don't need it. No, like, we, we don't, we don't need, need it. it at all. We don't need this. Like, I mean, there's been sexual assaults, TNG. Troy got like, mentally raped. I remember right. that, yeah. I remember that. I do try to frame his dad. So, Tasha Yard came from a rape planet. What kind of horror story is this? Star Trek doesn't need that. The point is, is that outside the Federation, shit can be fucked up. People had colonies outside the Federation, and some of those colonies were fucked up. Inside the Federation, on Earth specifically, it is a damn utopia. You don't have any of those problems. Now, the cost for maintaining the utopia, that is a subject of discussion. Section 31 in DS9, they talked about the, the cost of security yeah. of maintaining the utopia versus personal freedom. It was done in, in a realm where it was identifiable in there. I mean, even Cisco tried to destroy the Maquis planet. He was like... Get Ellington to come out yeah. and to get the Maquis yeah. leadership yeah. to surrender. Yeah, he was trying to destroy the Maquis planet. He was like, get him off like, the screen. <laughs> he did those things. It's not about hunky-dory and, not, and it's not even about pushing the edge. It's like there's only so much of our own crap you can insert into that. It doesn't make sense. Like domestic violence, you're trying to envision a utopia. Earth is a utopia. The fact that Picard has it's like some hidden trauma from his mom and dad getting abused. It should be something completely separate in keeping with the 24th century. It could be something as simple as Picard's dad wanted a certain way, shady, underhanded crap to keep his mom in line or something like that. Verbal abuse or something like that to his son. like Because Picard and his dad or, didn't or get along. he was just a stern father. Like, that's it. Exactly. Like, it, it, his father could just be like, hey, this is the way it is. I'm just going to walk out. Didn't like the fact that his son stared at the stars all day and, and act all. Because Picard was back before he got stabbed in the chest. He was a goddamn rebel. Yeah. Like, he was fucking beating the shit out of people, drinking. I mean, he's basically Kirk, how he's envisioned today. Yeah. Picard was actually the, literally the bad boy. I mean, honestly, I would have rather they had done a young Picard show, showing how he came well, got to who he was. I, I would just I, say, kind of at the point that Star Trek was, even with the Discovery, everything was still that 22, whatever, like 21, 22, 2300s. <laughs> mm-hmm. And something needed to happen. So this is like twenty four one or something like that. Twenty four four. Something needed to happen. But nevertheless, let's just wrap this up. So, yeah, yeah. I kind of talk about so. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, this season of Star Trek Picard does something interesting because it is rough seeing Patrick Stewart out there just huffing through his lines. Oh, Q, why are you here? exactly just like that? <laughs> Granted, he's older, and I guess it's all the damn stage plays he does. You've got to project your voice out like that. It is a little rough on that. You get older, your voice changes, so not too much you can do about it. All right, so Star Trek Picard, and I guess we'll update you on how we feel about this show. 
show. Yeah. I mean, I think Discovery should be ended. Thank God. Oh, fuck. I can't watch it. I can't watch Discovery. The Brave New Worlds should be. Oh, I'll watch that. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. looks like it's going to be fun. Which should be more in line with what Star Trek should be, which is just yeah. like episodic TV show. Mm-hmm. Branches it off from Pike's ultimate fate. I like the whole idea that they're dangling Pike's fate at the end of it and stuff that he's going to end up uh, all kinds of fucked well, up. Like it's, uh, in, it's a Kirk, basically. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, yeah, yeah, Kirk would be taking over the ship. TV stuff, which is a totally separate timeline. It's a Kelvin timeline. They don't care. They, they don't care. But nevertheless, TV.